so we have a project. We have a project. We call it OM Champion Project. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Marseille View. I am your host Stefan. It was Le Classique last night and Marseille hosted a big rivals, Paris Saint-Germain, in the first major derby of the season for us. So we'll do a usual breakdown of the game. We've got a full team tonight and one of us was lucky enough to be at the Stade Velodrome so it can give us some first-hand insight into last night events. So as I said, we've got a full team. Firstly, we've got Ben joining me. How are you, Ben? Good, good to be back. Um, and yeah, we've the results have picked up a bit, and we're, we're playing good football. So it's going to be a good, good to debrief last night. Brilliant, thank you. And we've also got Lewis. How are you, Lewis? Oh, again, the uh, raspy voice uh, might be a bit of an issue, but apart from that, I'm uh, I'm over the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And uh, finally, we've, well, we were meant to have Kaylee with us tonight, but um, we've had a last-minute change, and uh, fortunately, uh, Julian has, has stepped in from the substitute bench. So, thanks for joining us, Julian. How are you? Oh, hi guys. I'm great. Very happy to be here to to talk about these two big games from our team. Thank you. Okay, so let's get started. So before we start with last night's game. Shall we just do a very quick recap of Thursday's Europa League tie against Lazio? So this was always seen as a very tough tough match for Marseille and we came away with a 0-0 draw in Rome. Uh, but, but I think it's fair to say it was a, a very solid and measured performance from the team despite the fact that it was goalless, wouldn't you say? It was good. I mean, it was it was it set the, the tone for last night. It was the same lineup um, for you know for, for finally we're seeing consistent starting 11s, and that's going to help, especially with the system. You need people that know the system and know their, their teammates. But um, you know, I think the main things to take away are, are Rongier is, is is playing at another level right now. He's covering every blade of grass on the pitch. So he, he was phenomenal in both games, and I think that the main takeaway is. We're only going to cover it quickly, aren't we? Is that yet again, sadly, like the other two games, we, we probably should have won. And I think we 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 played well enough to to get a goal, and it just wouldn't go in. So it's not over yet. When you look at the group, I think Galatasaray on seven points, Lazio on four, and we're on three. So we could still qualify, but we 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 really should have won at least one of those games and been in a better position than we are in the in the table. Um, anyone else got any sort of? Final thoughts on the Lazio game? Anything you want to share? Yeah, I just I just thought I was comparing it to the uh, last time we played Lazio, and I think we lost. Was it four um, one? It was something like that in the Velodrome as well. Not even Lazio away, and uh, just compare those two performances. Um, and I there's a there's a marked difference between those two performances. Despite not winning, I thought we showed uh, good. In, I mean, we showed we showed some good football, especially first half. And uh, we didn't look like a team that didn't deserve to be um, uh, fighting it out with the with the best in the Europa League. Okay, and Julian, anything? Uh, well, I I'm, I couldn't uh, I could watch only the the last half hour of the game because uh, I was myself watching live the mighty HJK Helsinki getting smashed by Maccabi Tel Aviv. So um, so I don't have. So- so much to say um yeah it's just pity we didn't score apparently like the beats i saw was not very good performance but apparently the the first half from from myself was was very solid and and convincing so um yeah we but we'll have to talk about the these these not scoring issues and and are they issues or are they just like you know incidental um yeah i'm a bit like you i didn't get a um, proper view of the game i missed the actual the game when it was live and i did try and watch it the the following day 
Um, but you know, often when you're kind of watching something where you you, um, you already know the result, I wasn't really giving it my full attention, shall I say? But what did strike me was how well structured the team seemed. We seemed really well organised, um, and it, yeah, it was yeah, I guess different from what I've seen. I think I've seen before this season. It just looked like everyone was kind of in sync and uh, composed and, and sort of knew what their, plan, their, their game plan was so it, it did look like there were some positives in that match from what I, from what I observed um, but yeah so that I guess as, as you were saying Ben that kind of led us into last night's fixture didn't it um, the way we were set up uh, against Lazio and not perhaps maybe was uh, a little bit of a precursor it was a little bit maybe what we were seeing was San Paoli kind of trying to implement a, a, a system in, in place and a style for, um, for other big games like, like like last night. So we'll move on maybe to, to, to the main item of the show. Uh, and yeah, so we, as I said, last night was the derby fixture against PSG. It was the first derby of the season because we've not played Lyon either yet, have we? So um, this is the first time as well that Messi has played at Stade Velodrome. So it was a highly anticipated fixture. And it didn't disappoint, I think, despite that it ended a goalless draw. Um, so Marseille, again, were delivering a really well-organised and composed performance uh, in, in a fixture that w- we normally lose our heads a little too often in. You know, we often um, um, get kind of carried away with uh, the... The affair, the uh, with you know we we're often too emotional and uh, and and too um, temperamental in these games, and we saw a very different Marseille last night, and um, so it was quite refreshing. Um, should I don't want to say too much because I'm going to let you guys talk, but maybe to start off, actually, should we start with you, Lewis, because you were actually at the game? Um, can you tell us a little bit about how it felt inside the stadium last night? What was what was it like? It was, uh, it, I, so I'd been to the Velodrome, the new Velodrome at least, uh, three or, f- I've, I've been four times before, and uh, I think the most, the, the, the highest number uh, of people, uh, of supporters present at a game that I was at, I think was 55,000, so this was a, a 10,000 fan supporter difference, um, which you could, you could really feel, I'd never felt like the 55,000 uh, uh, was was lacking. I thought we I thought we, uh, for, for me fifty five thousand was full, but this last night was was something else. Um, uh, we got there. I, I went with a few a few friends. We got there two and a half hours early. Um, we got out of the metro, um, which is about a ten minute walk from the velodrome. Streets packed. Um, flares. Uh, uh, what they call a bomba agricole, which I tried to translate. My, when my English friends asked me what a, a bomba agricole was, I, I tried to say a translate as an artisanal bomb, but that made it sound really, really bad. So, but anyway, those those flares that make a, a big, you know, boom uh, noise. And um, it was there was something I I, I said this, uh, uh, or a friend of mine said this. It, it, there was something in the air. We just felt there was something extra. Um, there was this pressure and there was also this thing that I, I'd never felt before, which is you felt like something could go wrong at any moment. Um, and obviously it almost did uh, with with the um, fans throwing things at, at Neymar and Messi. But it felt like, yeah, something could go wrong. And yet it was it was beautiful walking into the stadium. Uh, uh, the TIFOs were beautiful. I mean, you've all seen the uh, the pictures all over Twitter, I'm sure. And and actually, I mean, I say you you to the listeners uh, may have seen him on Twitter, and and you guys obviously saw him live on TV. Um, and for for you guys who are listening from the UK, I thought as well. We we talked about this in our uh, in our chat. The the I don't think they quite the BT uh, uh, quite um, captured how loud and how into it the, the the fans were um i thought it was a bit of a shame i, I we've we've talked about this i think it's a, a they have a tendency to kind of mute or or silence the crowd a bit which is a shame um but it was it was unbelievable unbelievable yeah they, i do think i think it's true that bt the the sound is often quite low as well on on bt sport i think so yeah it's, it's, it's possibly true isn't it that they, you kind of don't get quite the the, the full experience of what's really going on there. Um, but yeah, we, we had this conversation, didn't we, in the, 
on the the group chat. But yeah, I thought like at times like it did didn't feel like on television that it was quite as intense as I often expect. And you know, in these kind of games, um, just because like yeah, it wasn't maybe it wasn't so loud. Maybe um, it was. But as I, I was saying, for once, like the pitch wasn't covered in smoke. And to um, there was yeah. there was a period, and I know like at, at Marseille fans, there's a t- the, at the Velodrome, there's a tendency for this to happen. But in the second half, when uh, Hakimi got sent off and PSG had possession for quite large periods, the the crowd was seemed quite quiet. And I know that happens a lot. Oh no, yeah, it, this it, is. But that's kind of I, what I observed. I don't know if anyone else yeah, watching on TV I, thought that as well. And I thought. Oh, that's not um, you know. This is the time to be making plenty of noise, you know. So yeah, it kind of felt a little bit kind of tamer than than usual at times. Yeah, if I can interject, I I just I I every time uh, those kind of periods were happening, and and in addition, every time Messi touched the ball, there was I mean, it was deafening. Um, the whistling and the and just. You know, fans screaming <laughs> at the top of their lungs every single time. Messi, even if Messi was just, you know, playing a ball back, a little tap pass, it, he was getting. I mean, it was deafening. Honestly, I I can't believe that it, it didn't sound. I'm almost disappointed it didn't sound um, that way on uh, on television. But yeah. Well, you were there. I believe. I believe you. Um, yeah, but that—that that was just kind of what I, I I seen. But you know, I don't know. Maybe you guys who watched it on TV like experienced something different. Maybe I just didn't have my TV loud enough. You know. I, um. But yeah, I don't know. Um. So, but no, that's interesting. And uh, I mean, these gate. I mean, the velodrome is always a spectacle, isn't it? In big games, so it's really great to see. Um, to hear that it was it was such um, such an electric atmosphere as you're saying, um, guys. So I'm um, just thinking about the actual game. Like, so do you want to like just start off by kind of telling me, I don't know, just your usual your sort of summary of what you saw last night. Like, what what you want to cover? Um, who wants to go first? I'll ju- I'll jump in. I guess. I mean, just just finish on the middle. Don't um, a quick. Um, point was that this this was the first time that the um, the, the the classic was was broadcast. I think it was the, the the record number of broadcasters abroad, and so in Spain it was on free to air TV for the first time because of Messi and you know the fact that, that many Spanish fans probably following him more than than they actually followed Barcelona probably. Um, but yeah, I mean it's they they there were lot. There's lots of videos on social media again of, of you know sort of foreign media before the game and, and during the game praising you know the, 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 the sort of atmosphere and the show put on by the fans etc. So that's, that's you know that's what we want. We we want Marseille to be in the news for positive things and and especially when it's the fans in these in these difficult periods with with all the fan troubles that have been going on everywhere in France. So that's that's a good note. Um, yeah, the game look uh, we, as you said, Steph, we have a, a tendency to to lose our head a bit get caught up in the madness, especially at home usually. And we end up getting punished, picked apart, and usually we're 2-0 down after 20 minutes, and, and that just calms everything down, sadly. But we were actually composed. I, I was quite impressed the way that, in the continuity of the Lazio performance, we just looked composed. We weren't committing forward. We weren't, we weren't you know, making wayward passes or, or really pressing stupidly, etc. It was just a very well-organised unit, and we were able to ride the storm. I think they they had a, a sort of fifteen minute spell where they you know they sort of they played their football. And even though they don't really seem to have a fixed game plan, the Pochettino when Messi or Neymar and Mbappe get the ball, you're always worried. Um, Di Maria is the one who worries me the most. But it, it was fine. We contained them. We started putting together some chances. Um, you know, Milik had he should have should have at least got that on target. Is is free header in the fifth minute. And then we there was a disco, disallowed, disallowed goal. Sorry for them, one for us. It, it was pretty even, and I thought I felt for the first time in a long time that Marseille actually had. You know, we we played at an equal level to, to PSG, and we didn't we didn't go in with the naive approach or, or the victim approach, which was which would have been sit deep. We actually took the game to them and stuck to our game plan and. I think Sampaoli's tweaked a few things, notably Rongier, the, the, the level he's playing out at the minute means he covers a lot of ground and, and 
closes a lot of space. I think he's found the formula now and it, and it showed last night. And that, that was my main satisfaction is we, we held our own. Yeah, if, if I can step in. Um, I think Ben said a lot of things. Uh, it's it's a bit like, uh, I guess, like before the game, I would have taken a draw. Uh, a few minutes before uh, Hakimi got sent off, I think I would have also have taken a draw. I thought like, we were uh, we were suffering a bit, um, and then of course, uh, since we played like almost forty minutes, you know, like uh, eleven against ten men, then you cannot help being slightly disappointed, especially that we didn't really create many chances during during that time, which is a uh, which is a pity. It's, it's it almost feel like we somehow lost a bit our game idea uh, when we were one man uh, one man extra, you know we. we which happened uh, quite often, actually, especially when you're playing, you know, against like a team of the stature of, of uh, Paris Saint-Germain, even though they globally had a, at their level, they had a terrible game. But, you know, it's not a podcast about Paris, but uh, from what I've heard of, 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 of their supporters, I have, I know some of them quite, uh, quite well. Uh, like they, they are, they are really pissed off by why Pochettino is proposing and by so many things, but that's another subject. But like, yeah, globally, like globally, it was not a good game, but still, it was very satisfying to see our team like compete, uh, compete so well against uh, against our rival. And um, uh, some regrets, but I think at the end of the season, at the end of the day, this is going to be a good point uh, if we consider that our main aim is is top three. I think this is this is more like a a, a point earned than a point loss. Yeah. Yeah, and to be honest, I um I was I was surprised. Like I think everybody that we didn't really go for it more when uh, when when Hakimi was sent off, but um, I think one of the uh, issues with playing them at the same starting eleven um, in in with such little uh, recovery time, I think that was uh, apparent. At least it felt so. And Kamara looked um, wiped out. Uh, uh, Payet didn't, but I don't know. We we did feel uh, just a, a bit slower. Um, and I thought that it initially didn't think it was. Uh, a bad idea to maybe try to break them down a bit more um with uh, 11 against 10 there's always going to be that extra space somewhere you just have to kind of find it and i thought that was the mentality that that what those was what they were going for sorry um and and obviously as the game went along i realized that actually there was no longer an attempt to really break them down but rather just get it to the sides you know cross it in um and it almost worked to be honest but um yeah not quite yeah, ex exactly, Lewis. And just to to finish on, on on your good point, we also have to notice, uh, remember that we played on Thursday in, uh, in in Rome, while Perry played on Tuesday, and uh, and that's almost two days uh, difference. And I think, especially, we don't have such a large lineup that that played a role also. Like basically, Hakimi got sent off at the moment where I think we were struggling physically, and you know, we then we couldn't really just give the little something that. That would have uh, earned us a goal. We were very close. Mm, yeah, that's a good point. I never, I never even thought about that. Um, yeah, I think um, you know my feelings kind of echo um, all three of you guys. I'm kind of going to repeat a bit, I suppose. But yeah, I, 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 personally, I feared we were going to get a bit of a battering going into the game, um, and I actually thought we started pretty well initially. Um, but overall, like the first half, although. It was, you know, a decent performance. Like at times we were kind of really struggling to keep the ball in midfield. We were PSG had a lot of possession, um, but yeah, we I, I would say that I, there was kind of like some hope and that we were quite dangerous in the counter. Just because Paris Saint Germain have just got so many gaps in their defence and the wing backs, the fact that the the back line plays so high, it was kind of playing right into our hands as well a little bit so yeah so it was kind of there was some positives even right from right from the start um, and obviously the second half kind of took on a different form because of the sending off um, yeah I, I like yourselves I feel like we didn't capitalise on having the extra man it was quite disappointing it was I don't know maybe it was tiredness as you said uh, Julian or maybe I don't know maybe we kind of just were a little bit 
confused, a little bit nervous by the fact that suddenly the, the game plan may have changed, that we can't just sit back and try and counter PSG, like actually now we've got to maybe try and take the game to them, and that just didn't really quite work, and PSG did a good job of trying to uh, retain possession um, after they, they went a man down, and, and to try and kind of kill any sort of momentum that we had. Um, but yeah, I, as, as you said, Julian, I think before the game anyway, I would have quite happily taken a draw, um, but yeah, I was disappointed to, to to not see us get the three points, particularly as we've we've dropped a lot of points in in the last sort of four or five games, haven't we? But to be honest, there's lots of good things that came out of the match. You know, as I, as I said at the start, we had a good structure, we were well organised, we defended well, which is something that we rarely get to see. Um, so for once as well, we didn't, as I said, we didn't lose our heads. We were very composed. We didn't get eight yellow cards and one red card. You know, normally in uh, these fixtures, uh, the the OMPSG derby, we've usually got so many yellow cards by half time, and we're just, maybe because we didn't have Alvaro Bellardi in there. But I thought maybe Gunduzi was he was surely going to be the one that would lose lose his head at some point. But no, we were so composed. Some of the young players played. Like they were years older than they were. They just seemed so mature. Uh, um, so yeah, lots of positives, and we could, as you said, we could match them like pound for pound on the pitch. It did seem like um, at times in that game that we, you know, we we could we could match their level. Um, so yeah, lots lots of good things there. Lots lots of positives to take away. So yeah, quite all in all, quite quite pleased um, with the performance. Um, just. Quickly, uh, thinking about both goals. So we saw two goals that were, were chopped offside. Any any complaints about any of the decisions, referee, a- anything? Because usually these kind of fixtures as well, there's there's always some sort of scandal. There was a few moments, you know, as I said, with, v, with VAR being used and things like that. But all in all, were you quite happy with how the referee did? No major mistakes. Well, you know, when when I, when we saw Bastien, I mean, you you expect it anyway to either get for these games, you're either going to get Chupin or Bastien, um, and straight away, you know, I think I sent you guys a graph of the win statistics based on uh, on the referees. Um, we don't win many games when when him or Chupin are refereeing. I think we've got like below forty percent win rating with, with both of them, um, and and I have to say he did well. Um, there were again. I think yes, we weren't committing the fouls to to draw the bookings, but at the same time, he he wasn't too trigger happy, which which we know they have a tendency to be against the um, You know, both goals were, were rightly chalked off. There were two clear offsides. Um, can't really complain with any of the refereeing. I think the only the only gripe would be that initially, thank God that VAR you know sort of insisted. To him, that Hakimi had committed the foul because initially he'd given that he'd given PSG a free kick on that incident, um, and I'm glad that they forced him to check and he went to check and then he realised no, there was no foul by under Hakimi. Sort of pushed him down. It was a clear, clear last man offence, red cards. Um, so no, all in all, I thought the refereeing was was fine, um, and and that's that's saying something because usually it goes against us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I'm honest, a, from oh, sorry, sorry, Julian. Uh, go for it. Go for it. Sorry. So I was just, it was, it was me, um, Stefan. I was just going to say, Ben, as I said to you, like those stats with the referees. Oh, so you could interpret that just to to show that basically Marseille don't have a great win percentage in big games because, as you said, those are the referees that manage the big games. So, and I don't know. I'm sceptical about that. I know that we, we, we always feel hard done by, but I, I, I like to try and avoid sort of, uh, you know, playing the kind of the victim, if that's the right expression, you know, because we do it so often. This is why Maybe I love this crap. podcast. <laughs> this is why I love this podcast. It's a, a, a Marseille a French Marseille podcast would immediately everybody would have said yes absolutely well we'd be they hate us and I'm I think Bastien and, and Chopin have a personal vendetta against us I'm on board with Ben here but I love that we have a, a sensible a sensible man here to to remind us that maybe we're just not very good I'm at just I'm just really um, contrary I just like disagreeing all the time myself. no but I think you're right too I think I think part of you I think you're right and I think that um 
I think that last night was hilarious as I was, I was hearing Ben uh, say that, you know, he didn't make any mistakes and well, not many, you know, glaring mistakes and wasn't too trigger heavy. I think it's just from being inside the stadium. It felt like he just had the worst game, uh, a referee, the worst game uh, of his career. I mean, that, and I think that's just what it's supposed to feel like when you're inside the velodrome. But I mean, the, the insults and the, I mean, people were not happy. And I guess you could say that's just, you know, kind of part of being there. But I came away uh, from the game thinking, wow, Bastien really, he, we, I, I felt hard done by, even though obviously objectively um, he didn't actually make any huge mistakes uh, apart from, as you say, Ben, the uh, almost uh, giving the foul on, on under. Um, but yeah, I just, it was funny. I, 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 I felt completely... I felt not robbed. Robbed would be would be a strong word, but I definitely felt hard done by. I was uh, I was in uh, Gene, um, so center. I was on. The, I was super lucky. I, I was on the halfway line, um, but high up. So I got a I got a good view of of both you know Virage Sud and Virage Nord, and I got a good view of the game in general. Um, I was quite high up, so it still felt. You know, I didn't. I wasn't. I wasn't just right there, pitch side. But um, uh, it was a perfect view of the game. Um, but it was funny. So the the, the under the under Hakimi fifty uh, fifty. I obviously like everybody else. Ah, penalty or red card. Ah, but I actually, I from where I was sitting, I I couldn't. I really couldn't see a foul from Hakimi. Obviously, I watched it back since, and you know, it looked like it. On the other hand, the offside from uh. Uh, on our goal, uh, Larola's offside. Me and my friends saw it immediately. Now we cheered anyway because, you know, we wanted to be a part of the uh, part of the, the the festivities. But we saw it from miles away. I'm a bit confused to be honest about the rules because, like, with some of these tackles, like, and you could say about the Saliba one as well, is that he wins the ball, but after it he takes the player out. Is that not still a foul? Because well, you, you can still foul someone you know, when you have the ball, can't you? Yeah. Because otherwise, also DCC uh, uh, Duye would also have gotten a a red in this case because he, he he you know on on the very good rush he he did to to catch uh, I don't remember who was it was it Hakimi also um, it was Hakimi. You can, yeah it was Hakimi yeah you can see that it's good that he, he he touched the ball a bit in the beginning because then he's taking the whole player and and his mother with him you know it's like a, it's like a, but yeah I. They are not considered as full if you get the ball first, and 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 that's good, in my opinion, because otherwise you can't really tackle, you know. Um, about the referring, I I just have like two side uh, like uh, little comments to make. Uh, one thing was like Bastien was the the referee of uh, Nice Marseille, right? The last one was it Bastien? No, I was not. Oh, it was not okay. Okay, it, it was just that 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 I I I remember how fast he uh, in this case reacted to uh to the, the 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 projectiles that were thrown in 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 Marseille. If you compare with like the passivity of the referee uh, in Nice, of course you can obviously he he got some um, the, uh, the referees got some like um, you know new new recommendations or rules in the meantime but still yeah you, you cannot help to to see the the difference but it's good in a way it's good he reacted this time but yeah it's it, it's just quite crazy to to compare with with what was happening in this and the the uh, second small comment I, I i can make about that was also the um, the fact that actually vr is a decent tool when used you know normally which is like that actually if the referee make a mistakes uh, they can get over, like the referee can get overruled by by the little guys in the cabin over there, which you know, like which has happened twice and which has, which you know, because otherwise there would have been lots of mistakes. And VR, we always say VR doesn't fix anything, but you know, it's also because it's it's used in a very stupid way. Um, okay, so should we move on to tops and flops? Yeah, if we're all happy with that. <laughs> Uh, okay. Objections. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, I think we've probably covered everything for the most part. So, yeah. So, tops and flops. Who wants to go first? Uh, shall I go first? I don't know. Go for it. Yeah. Um, tops. I mean, 
there's so many to choose from because there were so many good performances. It was a good solid team performance, wasn't it? Uh, I, I think there was maybe about four, three, four players that maybe stood out as being particularly good. You know, obviously um, Saliba had a great game. Angier had a pretty good game. I was kind of surprised that he went off so early. Uh, I thought um, Chaleta saw it was really good to see him have a really solid performance. He's had, uh, in defence. I think the last couple of times he's played really, he's played pretty, particularly well. But he was very good last night, and he is. Um, I guess I'm quite happy for him because I think we all wrote, wrote him off at the start of the season. We all said that this guy couldn't work under Sam Pauli. He wasn't right for the system. Um, it was over for him at Marseille. He only needs the exit door and nothing else. Um, I th- so we'd all kind of felt like we'd given up on him in this pod. And I think he's kind of forced his way back into contention. And he's looked, he's looked like he's adapt. He he's adapting to to the coach's way of play. So and to be honest, he's a good defender. Like when he's in form, so. He is. Um, I feel more confident with him next to Saliba than I do with Balerdi. As much as I do think he has a lot of potential in Alvaro, um, who both are a little bit hot headed. So it's good to see him back. But to be honest, my the 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 top that I'm going to pick, like the number one, is going to be Gunduzi. I just thought he was excellent. Just he goes for every ball. He's just everywhere in the pitch. He he's like he's, what is he twenty two or something? He just he seems like he's like thirty. He's just so, um, I'd say mature, yeah, maybe. like uh, He just seems like a, a very confident and um, a very hard-working, hard confident and, how would I say, I don't know what the word is, but he's someone that um, it feels like he knows that he's meant to be there in those kind of games at that kind of level and he knows he, knows he belongs there and he shows it. He's just... He's just he's right in his element, and yeah, I thought he was excellent. For me, he was. He, he I, I was just watching it. I was thinking, why did PSG spend all these all, all this money on so many like under kind of overpaid average midfielders? Why didn't they get him? Like with all the money they've got, he's like absolutely fantastic. He's the kind of guy that they don't have, it's, you know. But anyway, he was who cares about it? Yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. And I, he's maybe issues about his personality, isn't it? It's probably put people off. But yeah, he was just excellent. He to me, he was just bossing it. Uh, so yeah, I, I pick him as my sort of main top. And then for flops, it's much harder. I don't really have anyone that I thought was particularly bad. Maybe some players that were a little bit quieter than others. Uh, you know, even Luan Perez was all right. So like, I'm usually criticising him. Um, I thought maybe Unda was had some good chances, but maybe he's just lacking a bit of confidence. I don't know. So yeah, I think that's all really I can see. Been on fire, hasn't he? So I think he was. Uh, I think he 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 ended the game against Lazio. I think he had a, a slight muscle injury, but it didn't show last night. But maybe that's you know maybe that that he sort of feeling that, and then he he sort of drifted out of the game. But agree with all your tops. I think um, I'd, I'd like to add. Paul Lopez in there because you know it's got to be said, guys. It's it's a nine no ten ten games, six clean sheets. Um, I thought he, he was well. There was a good save uh, from a header from from Messi, and then there was um, there was a counter attack which he was super quick off his line, almost at the midfield point. And and Mondadez just never been good at that anyway. But he he would never been able to do that with his legs at his age. Um, I think he's he's just he's yeah he's he's embedded well now and he's he's got the rhythm he's sharp and um he's he's doing well even though you will argue Steph there were a couple of, of dodgy passes um but look it's it's it's, it's high risk high reward and that's the way Sam Pauli wants everybody to play I think there's been a, a bit less of that recently which is what we were all asking for because there was a bit too much risk taking and uh, the necessary periods of games in, in the past notably against Lens which led to to us conceding so yeah. It was good for, to, to see us keep it simple last night and not take too many risks and, and take the risks at the right times. He was um, he was good, wasn't he? But he's been decent, but he didn't have a lot to do last night. I think. Um, but when that's, he, that's, when he was called they, upon, he was good, and that I think that's probably the sign of a good goalkeeper, isn't it? Is, is that they do their job 
when things are quiet, isn't it? So I'll give him that. And I, I'm, you know, I'm not a big fan of him. I, I, I complain about him all, all, off the show all the time. Um, but yeah, I met the last two games. He's cut two, three games. He's looked a lot better. I still think he'll let us down one day. And as you said, those passes, like I was complaining about it on the WhatsApp group for those for the others on the show and those listening. Like I just can't believe he like passed it directly straight out in between two PSG players twice. Like the first one put the defender under pressure. He passed it to his teammate, who then passes it back to the to Paulo Lopez because they've got no space to get out and then he does it again right away and I was just like oh my god this guy's nuts but I mean he got flashback of the Europa League final exactly yeah yeah. (laughs) but it was much closer than that as well they were like right on the 18 yard box um, this time so yeah he got away with it but like he's going to get caught out doing that kind of stuff Um, eventually it's just it's just lucky that Paris Saint-Germain as you were saying did like off, off line, um, they they don't press very intensely, so um, they're pretty lackluster. So he was lucky, but anyway, yeah, I, 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 I'll give it to you. He was good. <laughs> I guess uh, I'll, I'll just finish briefly with with uh, it's, again. It'd be harsh to call them flubs, but you know, Milik. I think it, we, I think a lot, a lot of M fans were expecting. Oh, you know, with, with the way we, we were playing at the beginning of the season, Conrad and and uh, going down the wings and and Genduzi picking up passes and and stuff like that. We were all thinking, oh, when Milik's back, he was going to finish bury a lot of these chances. Is I don't know. I, I feel like we're struggling to find him in this system currently. He will find his place, and he's he's not 100% match fit yet, but he's getting there. Um, and I just feel like the, I, I I want more from him. I want I want I want I want him to to be a bit more productive in in the sort of build up, but also I want I want him to score more goals. Um, and then yeah, just Payet. I think you know it's, it's it's bound to happen when he's on form like this time last week against Lorient Sunday night. He was amazing, but you know it was Lorient different opposition and. The team was was sort of playing very well together and doing a lot of the running for him. But last night he just looked a little bit off the pace. Sometimes a couple of wayward passes and and um, just yeah taking too long on the ball at some points. But again, not not bad. It not you know not enough to call him flops and and to to rant about them. But yeah, they they were they were the two that were below the others for me. Yeah. Oh, I should have. I could have a go at the at my put up in flops. Um, just for fun, I will say my top is Paul Lopez <laughs> to have a little, uh, how could I say, a little personal revenge on, uh, or not even personal, but a little revenge uh, on the on the general way he was treated by by a, a good portion of of uh, Twitter Marseille fans, you know, like the, all the last games, and uh, which I thought was was absolutely not deserved and 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 quite you know quite pathetic to be to be really um to be really fair so yeah and we're not already if, he, if he's gonna have a few good games no no i'm not saying this for you stefan um no not, not at all because it's just like i read some some things that were absolutely not right you know like it was yeah i don't know like insults and things like that which which i I, I cannot really accept. Um, yeah, there's been, there's uh, my flop. There's been a big sort of. I think it's the pro Mandanda campaign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's, it's building to anti Paulo Lopez for some reason. There's no need for that. You can be pro Mandanda. You know, he's a club legend. He's, he's most cap player. But we should have replaced exactly. him three years ago. So move on. Just, just you know, encourage the yeah. players, support the team. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's it, it's it's not a no big deal. Um, for the flops, I would maybe say, like you know, to to be a bit uh, to be a bit uh, uh, of a critic, I would maybe say some Pauli's changes, uh, uh, like substitutions, and the players that 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 went in because uh, who did, who did we see? We saw Gerson, Conrad. Well, he he, he brought something, but he had a he missed a sitter really. Uh, and then um, who was the third one we saw? Uh, and and Ben Badiang, Ben uh, Yang, who, who didn't, uh, you know, it, it was difficult for him. But I don't know. Maybe the the subs and 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 maybe some Paulis choices that were not as bold as they could have been, which is very, you know, which is like, um, you know, I know I would I would have uh, criticized some Pauli if he would have also been too bold. So you know, I don't wanna I don't wanna be too harsh. But just as a, as a general note, let's say. 
I was a bit disappointed by the the last uh, half an hour substitutions. Yeah, I I agree. I was going to uh, I was going to say actually uh, some of Sampaoli's choices. Although I thought he he's coached the team, he's managed the team quite well. I thought the uh, the subs weren't ideal, including and I, we need to we need to figure this one out. I say we. I mean Jorge needs to figure this out. Jerson at some point is going to have to start playing if we want to play him and if we want to make that twenty. 20 plus mil uh, investment worth something we're gonna have to start playing him in the positions that he has been used to playing uh in his career i think subbing subbing him on to play him uh left wing again um i've said this on the podcast before i i I don't understand it and to me it's feeling i don't know what you guys think about this but it feels like because he was a he was a a san paoli a choice uh in the mercato um, and 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 that Longoria obviously uh, supported, but this was a, a choice from Sampaoli. It feels he feels I think kind of bad that you know he's not getting as much game time, and so he's like, all right, well I'll I'll I'll, I'll bring him on, but I can't take off Ganduzi because he's too good. And Rongier, I try to keep him on as long as possible because he's also very very good. And so it feels like in those central midfield positions, it's kind of taken up. And fair enough, I'm not saying he should take their places, um, but it it feels a bit ridiculous instead of bringing on. You know, Luis Enrique, who uh, granted is not the greatest footballer of all time, but he's a winger. You know, he's a he's a he's a left winger who can cut it on his right foot, which Jerson is not. Um, so we need to figure that one out. So I'll say, I, I I completely agree with you, Julian. Um, the the some of the choices were a bit um, a bit strange. I'm still not convinced that under at left wing is a is is a good thing. Uh, he seemed a bit lost too keen on on playing just a, a pass backwards because he was uh, a too I mean too afraid I, I mean that in the, uh, the kindest way possible because I, I love Chengis under but he he just didn't feel confident on the on that left wing um, and 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 the idea I think behind playing him left wing is that, so that he can cross the ball in for Milik now that we have a striker and I get that but actually it's it's hasn't happened much yet and actually I thought the five or six minutes that he ended up playing on right wing he was already a bit more threatening. Um, uh, anyway, tops. Uh, so that would be that would definitely be a flop. My biggest flop uh, is Conrad De La Fuente. I thought he, he, even though he was only on for 20 minutes, I thought he single-handedly um, did the worst thing for Marseille supporters, which was to give us hope and then squash, to squish that hope um, and turn it into uh, despair, um, which is which is the worst I think for uh, us Marseille fans. Um, and, and tops, I'm going to, tr- I'm going to say one, I think we haven't said yet. Um, you might've mes- mentioned him, Stefan was, uh, Lerola. I was really impressed. I was, I'm really not too sure about Sampaoli's, uh, decision to play him, uh, at the right wing. Um, I, I thought he was, I thought he really did a good job. He was tracking back. He was going f- forward. Obviously his cross, um, for Milik uh, was was ruled offside, uh, rightly so. I thought he, re- I was really impressed. I expected those kind of games to be the ones that he just didn't um, do very well in. Um, but yeah, I was ve- I was very impressed with him. Mm, yeah, I forgot about Conrad actually. Like, good shout. Um, harsh about Luis Enrique. Why? I, I feel like I'm the only becoming a minority. I'm the only one that seems to still think he's a big talent. I don't know. People seem to have given up on him. It's not kick. The problem with him is, um, and and because we have a bigger squad now, he's, he's, as we've seen, he's got less and less time. Whereas last year, because the squad was so thin, he was coming on quite regularly and starting, and, and he built up a bit of steam. Sadly, you've got to be on the ball when you do get your chance, and, and he hasn't been when he's got his chance so far this season. I, I'm not sure Conrad's a better option, to be honest. I, I, I'm not um, that confident that, that Conrad is... Better than actually, I don't think I think Luis Enrique is a better player than Conrad. I think Conrad is just lively and like gives us it's a bit too tender, yeah. Yeah, he gives us the impression that he's going to do something, but I actually think he's quite um, limited. He just seems to do the sort of same things all the time. Um, I feel like Luis Enrique, especially we saw in pre season, he's just got and last season, he's just he's, he's got that little something, you know, and I feel like he's capable of 
picking out a really nice pass across, you know, and he we we saw him being decisive last year. Anyway, I know he wasn't playing last night, so I don't know. Don't stop talking about him, but um, yeah, I just feel like. I don't know. I feel like there's a there's a, a big ta- a special player there. Um, the anyway, so yeah, so I think that's tops flop. Just to say, so sorry, but just to share just uh, just to echo what um what Lewis was saying. So I think it was Callum told us on WhatsApp, wasn't it earlier? That apparently he he's heard from a source that apparently Gendouzi had a proper go at both Jason and Conrad earlier this week in training. Um, asking them, you know, you've got to put in the, you've got to put in the energy, you've got to put in the, the effort, and he, he basically just had a go at them for being too lazy in training. Um, which, you know, it's, it's thing, these things happen in, in the squads, but it just echoes the fact that both of them, they're they're, they're the two main recruits, as as we both, as we've just discussed, that are, are struggling the most to adapt. Mm, okay, um, right. So uh, just finishing off, so we will just do a takeaway. So um, Lewis, you want to start? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Gladly. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, yeah, I, I, again, I think uh, what we said in the beginning, uh, we're looking like a, a real team. Um, it's looking like we're, we're might not have uh, as crazy a season as, as we thought, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I reckon a, a bit of stability would do us some good. Uh, Julien mentioned it. We're going to have to figure out this. Uh, we've done quite a few nil-nils now, which is starting to get a bit frustrating. Um, so we need to we need to try to figure that out. Uh, and I'd say, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to... Uh, I was one of the Paolo Lopez detractors, uh, still am. Um, I'm still not convinced. I think that last night's game was a perfect game for him because it played into his skill set, which is being quick off the line, um, and and I mean some distribution uh, and and like reflex saves. I think when we really see his limitations is when it, you actually need to make you know diving stops one way or the other. Um, again, I'm I would be more than happy. Uh, for him to to prove me wrong, but I'm starting to come around to him. I've I've been I've been harsh, and now I'm yeah. He's uh, I'm um team Paulo Lopez and team Mandan, of course, as uh, as Ben said. Go Julia, go for it. Uh, uh, okay. Um, what can I say? Yeah, maybe we can talk so about this uh, this whole uh, goalless uh, goalless uh, you know situation we're having. By the way, it's it's a very funny thing football when you think about it. Earlier in the season, when we were when we were trying to give a pronostic for for like our games, there was no way we could imagine like we we were imagining all our games would end up like four one or five two or you know, and we were like, yeah, let's hope we're gonna score a lot of goals and it's gonna end up like four three or something. And now we are seeing actually a lot of of, of nil nil draws. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think there was a, I saw on Twitter like a, this statistic that was uh, that was um, saying that what well, we scored only two goals in the last uh, five games or seven games or something like that. Or you know something like that. Like if you would just look at the statistics, it, it, it's quite uh, quite worrying. Um, to be fair, like to be fair, I think. Uh, we have to think that during these five or, or, or six games, we started with uh, Payet as a, you know, when we look at the attack, we started with Payet as a false nine. Then we had a bit of uh, of Dieng for a while. Then we had the return of uh, of Milik that was uh, not really in shape. Then we had the break, uh, the international break. Then we had a bit of, uh, and now we've, now we're having, then we have, now we're having mostly Milik, who is like gaining form, but you know, you cannot really, he's not at his top yet. Um, so I think there has been a lot of changes, you know, like, like I think, and I hope that partly explains uh, the, the the situation why we, why we didn't score much. And uh, let's hope, you know, like things get stabilized, like Payet in 10, um, Milik as a striker, and um, and you know that that will we start uh, scoring goals again. There is no there is no reason why we wouldn't like when we see what what happened on the pitch. I cannot really say that I don't see a team that that is not gonna score goals no matter what. You know, it doesn't look at all like like some um, like some uh, uh, some moments during uh, Garcia or or, or um, Villas Boas when you were really like shit. We we could play. 10 hours we're never gonna score a goal so you know i'm, I'm still optimistic of course 
Okay, uh, is it me? Yeah, I, oh, I I'll just echo um, what both the guys have said then very quickly. Yes, uh, yeah, our expected goals, chances created have been going down in the last five, six games. However, you know, in, in, since we come back from the international break, we, the, the trade-off is we, we look a lot more solid defensively. <laughs> so you can't you can't have it both ways, I guess. And um, and now he, San Paoli, just just needs to find the formula to to how make us create chances and, and still remain solid defensively. Um, but yeah, I, I think the, the main takeaway is we've played well, two and a half of big games because Nice is, is another big game coming up on, on Wednesday in terms of, of derbies. But we beat Monaco convincingly and we, we, we really sort of you know, gave the football lesson that night. And we've, we've got to draw against PSG. So all in all, I think our, our big game approach, Sampaoli and the players seem to, to not be losing their heads and, and playing at 120%. So that's the main takeaway is hopefully we, we approach all of the big games like this and, and we get we start winning. Yeah, I was thinking um, just there, like the only thing I could think of was about... Well, is, can I do a takeaway that's about PSG? I don't think so. But like the thing that was, I guess, um, <laughs> has been on my mind after this game, I know, it's just thinking like, as a, you know, a big messy fan, it's just like, how human he looked against this. He just seemed to... I haven't been watching PSG, obviously, so I haven't really been following. Um, I haven't seen how he's performed, but he just looked very human. He didn't look the... He didn't look the player that he was last season at Barca to me. Um, so it was weird seeing us. And Neymar as well. It was, like Both players just felt like they were kind of... Like, I know I'm sorry, I can't say after one game. I watched one game that they're on the decline, but I just got that feeling... <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, not to talk about PSG too much. I'll just say that you um... can transform it, Steph, and just just say that yeah, you know, we did a good job at containing Messi. <laughs> Indeed, and if I'm, but if I may add, also Pochettino did a good job at uh, at making Messi non-efficient by by having him on the wing. You know, like uh, by choosing to have Neymar in ten. Uh, you know, for for, for let's 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 say it, uh, frankly political reasons, and then like using a forty-four years old Messi uh, down the wing, which he hasn't been doing for years. You yeah, know, it, absolutely. As yeah, a side, like he, he was it's, 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 he doesn't have the pace very, for very that weird, anymore. But, you know. Yeah, no, absolutely. When he came through no, the, the, the middle, actually, like he was actually some PSG's chances or them like they were created by through balls from Messi playing through the middle. But yeah, so it was just kind of like. Weird, like just sort of seeing that, and kind of, I'm sort of weird. It's like bittersweet for me. I'm kind of so pleasantly surprised, but I, you know, I, I used to like the guy. I do like the guy, but I'm struggling with it, you know. Um, but it, as I was saying to um Alex like, earlier on, like it's um it's just really funny watching the shit show that is that they are, because like you know, Di Maria's complaining because he gets taken off and. Neymar's complaining, like Messi Neymar don't do any bloody work, and Bappy doesn't want to play there. Di Maria just gets, he just gets shat on. Like he, he's the, you know, he's the only one that's like actually like just gets on with it as well. And then you've got Icardi, <laughs> like this is what a joke. Like, Let's not talk is. about but, Icardi. <laughs> but uh, anyway, I'll shop about PSG. You know, just say like Ben, you kind of hit the nail on the head actually. Like, and I, I was thinking about this earlier on, um, which would make a good takeaway is that weirdly. And who would have predicted this? We look so much more like calm in these fixtures under Sampaoli than we did under Vilas Bos, who is a guy that, despite how it kind of unfolded, but Vilas Bos is generally someone who, you know, is quite measured. He carries himself well on the touchline. I, I know he, he's passionate as well, but he's, you know, he's a, he's a kind of dude you think of as a just a sort of, you know, a good sort of stand-up guy who's got his shit together and is sensible, whereas Sampali is absolutely mad um, at times when you watch him. But yeah, our performance in that game was just so composed, whereas look at how we were last year when we were just basically kicking the shit out of them. Uh, so yeah, that, isn't that a funny um, contrast and an unexpected one as well? So um, Yeah, it is funny. Yeah, and also, to, to be fair, like, like uh, Sam Pauli has, uh, and I hope it will last. He has calmed down quite a lot, like lately. If you if you remember the man he was at earlier in the 
the season or uh, or even against Nice, you know, he, he's he's now much more. I think maybe he has just found his foot in 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 the team and and starts to understand the language and he starts to get a bit how it works. And I don't know. I guess he's not as. <laughs> He's realised that he's going to get booked automatically every that, time. That too. That, 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 that's, that too. Um, he, he's he's he a clever man. Exactly. He knows he's going to get booked. Even though he, he looks like... Exactly. Even if he does yeah. nothing, he'll get booked. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Someone's maybe had a word with him. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, and, uh, sh- and should we have a... a maybe uh, the players are just... Um, maybe they're just um, getting on with it as well because it's so embarrassing watching him getting sent off all the time and like... Um, acting like a child, you know. So who knows? Maybe it has that kind of weird, weirdly has a the a positive effect on everyone else. His his nuttiness. Um, sorry, Julian, you were saying something. No, I was thinking. Um, uh, yeah, should uh, do you guys want to have have a a word on the on the knees game? Coming? Yeah. So to finish off, I was just going to say like we just as usual, just do like a quick sort of. Thoughts and score or um, predicted scores for for Wednesday's game. So this is the uh, um, how would you say the replay of the Nice game that we covered um, some weeks back, where the game was stopped because of crowd trouble um, and it resulted in some sanctions. But um, for both clubs, but but we uh, um, have to replay this game. Actually, in, in another point before before we do that, I, we forgot to mention the fact that the crowd trouble in the game last night means that it looks like we're going to um, get a point deducted because we had a suspended point deduction already, didn't we, for crowd trouble? And it looks like because of the trouble last night. No? Yeah, apparently not. Okay, all right. Well, that's good. There will be a union to to this players and stuff, but apparently, I think Jacques Cardoz, who's the, the, the head of media for the club, um, he came out and said that his understanding was that a repeat of similar incidents to the ones that took place against Angers. So it would really mean, you know, we would need fans to invade the pitch and fight with opposition fans or players and stuff like that. So uh, he, his argument is this: this wouldn't qualify as a as a sanctionable um, sort of um, behaviour. There was a so pitch invasion, though. There was a guy who ran on yeah, the pitch and tried to tackle Messi. So. Especially that, uh, great, great that in Angers they actually also. Sorry. Also, that in Angers there actually was a striker, like a, a, a lonely striker who came on the pitch, and they didn't get a, they didn't get booked for that. So it would be really unfair if you if you get booked for for that in Marseille. So, yeah. Okay. Right. So back to Nice then. Uh, who wants to go first? Nice game. When are we? When are we? Sorry, guys. Again to to interrupt. When are we playing? Which day are we playing? Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, I I don't know. I think it's uh, well. It sounds like uh, you know, like a Leo command. What I'm going to say, but it's very, very important game. I think it could be a it could be a, a early decider for the for for where we will be in the end of the season because Nice are strong. They have um, you know well they yeah they have beaten no they lost to Lyon but they're they're they're, they're strong. Yeah, they, they beat them. Yeah, they were in the last minutes. Yeah, they were yeah, exactly. They scored three goals exactly. in ten minutes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, in ten minutes. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, they're strong. Like, I don't know. Oh, honestly, honestly, of course, I hope we're gonna win, but I would take a draw. I would really take a draw if uh, at at this point. I, I think um, if we lose, um. I won't like the the gap that 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 the Nice will start to to have on us, uh, but I still hope we're gonna win two nil. <laughs> so two nil, uh, a goal of uh, Milik and Payet, very original. Yeah, I'm I'm a lot more optimistic now that we we've we've found our footing and we're playing the way we are, we're more solid defensively than I was when we played them at the beginning of the season. To be honest. So true. Um, and <clears throat> having said that, I watched parts of the of the game they played against Lyon on Sunday. They weren't that convincing, you know. Lyon were, were were doing really well until they they went down to ten men, and then Nice woke up towards the end. And, and they were, I thought they were very fortunate to, uh, you know, to to win the game. But they certainly played their way back into it. So these those little things, the 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 way they performed for the rest of the game before Lyon were down to ten men, make me think we we stand a decent chance, especially the way we're playing and and the, the, how solid we are. So yeah, I I think we'll we'll probably 
nick it one nil. Um, and I, I, I fancy maybe you know maybe Payet or uh, or Minnick score um, or under one of those three. Well, first I'll just say that because Lewis has left us, he's had to go, but he's uh, put in the chat that he thinks it will end one one, and I would be inclined to agree with him. That's the score as well that I was going to pick as one one. I think that uh, I think as we're looking a bit um, more stable and balanced, but I also think. Nice are also a very, very well organised side. The you know um, Galtier, you know, just generally as a coach, has his teams um, really well built from the back. Uh, so I don't expect them to be leaving wide open spaces and and allowing us to kind of um, do our thing really. So I I think it'll be quite a tight game. Um, but yeah, if it be either nil nil or one one, I think. Um, and I'm I'm going to yeah I'm going to go for a draw rather than a, a defeat or a win I think just to play it safe <laughs> so yeah that's my prediction and uh, I think with that then we can just uh, call it a night so yeah thanks guys for your thoughts uh, thank you yeah and thanks everyone for listening so and uh, don't forget to rate review and subscribe to us on apple podcasts or any other platform that you um are listening to us just helps kind of get the podcast um, noticed more so yeah thank you very much yeah thanks everyone thanks everyone